0: Praise the Lord on today everybody, this is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live today on the podcast with a word entitled, You Shall Have Whatsoever You Say. You Shall Have Whatsoever You Say. This is one of the great, impossible, seemingly unreachable promises of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ given in the book of Mark in the 11th chapter in the 23rd verse. The natural mind and the natural man cannot wrap itself around such an ostentatious and bodacious promise that our Lord and Savior has laid out for those who will come into the family of God and to the kingdom, access the kingdom of heaven and all of its power, all of its promises and all of its, its prudence in this fallen world that we live in unto today. But how amazing that God has gone before us to prepare a place and he sent back the Holy Spirit who's to lead and guide us into all truth and to equip us to receive the fullness of being seated at the right hand of the throne of God to ensure that the kingdom in darkness cannot, will not, shall not overcome us in our lives. That we can be kingdom citizens and in the world, but yet not of it. That our lights could shine and not be diminished. That we could have a hope, a living hope, regardless of whatever we are to face, knowing that God is with us. Knowing that the Bible said, if I be for you, who can be against you? That we can put all of our eggs in this basket. That we can withdraw from heaven's bank account and not be in fear or worry because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. And all we must do is obediently take a dose of our spiritual, scriptural medicine each and every day by spending time in the word of God so that the word of God can begin to spend time in our hearts and in our minds. And then we can reorder our thought process, the words that we speak. And ultimately our expectation of what we desire to see happen in the earth and in our lives, you see. Because we think too small. We settle for way too little. God has given unto the children of men the earth, the Bible says. In Psalm 115 and 16, it says, The heaven and the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given unto the children of men. In Psalms 2 and 8, he said, Ask of me, and I will give thee the heathen for thine possession, and the outermost part of the earth for thine inheritance. Hallelujah. We need to be about our father's business and grow up in spiritual things. In Mark chapter 11, verse 23, Jesus says to his disciples, and he's very plain to them, and because he's no respecter of person, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, he's telling us the same thing. He says, For verily I say unto you, For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thy removed, and be thy cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah, my soul cries out. What an amazing promise. This promise supersedes government. This promise supersedes oppression. This promise supersedes being broke. This promise supersedes not having an education. This promise supersedes mom and daddy not being there or if they're there and they're not very good parents. This promise supersedes anything That's outside and contrary to the will of God for my life. This has nothing to do with who my pastor is, what church I belong to, what denomination I'm connected to. This promise supersedes that I did not grow up in church. Neither did Abraham. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Neither did Moses. He grew up in Pharaoh's house. Thank you, Lord. Neither did Rahab, the prostitute. In the name of Jesus. Or uh, Naomi and Ruth. Thank you, Lord. This is all about walking in the door When Jesus manifests himself to you and invites you to come into the family so that you may receive the divine privileges of one who's been anointed, one who's been called and one who's been chosen, one who's been selected like John the Baptist to be a forerunner and preach the wilderness, preach the gospel, I'm sorry, in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see, the whole world is waiting for this kingdom. Because the system of the world continues to fail. People continue to die from common things and uncommon things. People continue to get divorced. Their houses are split. People's hearts continue to be remain hardened. People cannot love their neighbor as they love themselves. People cannot be devoted to God, even though they're reading devotionals and they go to church. People cannot remain upright, even though the Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the seventh chapter, the 29th verse, By the man of God, Solomon, he said, below, this only have I found. God has made man upright, but he has sought out many inventions. Proverbs 14 and 12 tells us that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You see, my way of life will be determined by what I speak. And I'm going to be intentional in what I speak, knowing that God honors his word and he's just like a man that he should not lie. Jesus, when he was led into the wilderness and tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was hungry, all he spoke was the word of God. It is written. Because he desired nothing that Satan had for him. He was not hungry. And when he was hungry, he was not hungry for the food that Satan wanted to feed him, you see. It mattered not. Yes, he could have turned the stones into bread. But that was not his purpose. Yes, he took him up unto the pinnacle uh, in the holy city and showed him all the glory of all the kingdoms. He didn't want it. He knew the kingdoms were his anyway. He wanted to tempt Jesus like he tempts those that are in the family. We are no different than our elder brother, except we were not born divinity as he was. We step into his divinity and then we become divinity because every day is a process for us just as it was for him except that he was without sin, he was without spot, he was without blemish, he was half man, half God. But he did not use his godness to overcome the world, he endured every temptation and every trial that he had to so that he could identify with every infirmity, every temptation that we too would face that it would not be foreign to him. And his example was to let us know that the same spirit, the same guidance, the same wisdom, the same God that protected him and got him through this earth in 33 years perfectly was now available for us. That as it says in Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life lies in the power of the tongue, And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What are you speaking? You shall have whatsoever you say. What are you speaking over your children? Maybe the enemy has afflicted your child with autism or epilepsy or some other affliction. What are you speaking over the child? You see, Jesus said, for verily I say unto you, for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that is a mountain, speak unto the mountain. If there's problems in your home, speak unto the mountain. Tell Satan where he can get in and where he can get off and what he can and cannot do according to the word of God, knowing that you've been given authority over that joker uh, in the name of Jesus. If your finances are lacking, they may be lacking in the natural, but in the supernatural, they are plentous. They are abundant. They're running over in the name of Jesus. But as you continue to speak it, you exercise your faith and then your God begins to exercise his sovereignty in your life at an appointed time as you get established in the faith and you can now stand to resist the wiles of the devil. And then you learn to be content in all things, whether you're in plenty or you're in abundance, it does not matter whether God exalts you or you're a base, You're still going to praise him because you understand whose family you're in and that God has the last say. Speak to your situation and speak divine words and then stand and watch the salvation of the Lord or see the salvation of the Lord. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 32 and 27, it says, Behold, I am the Lord. Then he asks the question, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Those who know their God understand fully that the question has already been answered. There is absolutely nothing too hard for the Lord because God has created all things for himself. Hallelujah. Things that are and things that were, they were created for his pleasure in the book of Revelation 4 and 11. We thank God for today. My brothers and my sisters, reorder your speech. Be aware of what you're saying. Know that Satan knows that your words have power, but he also knows when you're speaking idle words and you're speaking out of your flesh or you're speaking out of your intelligence or your pride, he knows that those words are going to fall to the wayside and they won't be fruitful because you cannot bring them to pass. You must speak the divine words of God which only he can bring to pass at his appointed time in his appointed manner because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Get in so that the word can get in you and you can begin to be all that Jesus Christ has come and was resurrected and ascended And sent back to Holy Spirit for you to be and become. Which is more than a conqueror. Which is an overcomer. Which is a king. Which is a priest. Which is a royal priesthood. A peculiar people. A holy nation in the name of Jesus. May the good Lord bless you, keep you and empower you to believe this word, to take hold of it and, hold of it and run with it, whether you're in Africa, Asia, Indonesia, Singapore, hallelujah, Germany. I speak to all the nations of the earth because the Bible says that the end shall not come till this gospel shall be preached into all of the world. And this is the good news, knowing that it meets bad news and changes the whole story. Hallelujah. The sun shall rise again in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.